0: Drink This Beer is brought to you by the Beer Guys. BeerGuysRadio.com is where you need to go to get the scoop on what's going on in craft beer. That's BeerGuysRadio.com. And if you like the show, consider becoming one of our sponsors. Head to Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. That's Patreon.com slash BeerGuys.
1: Welcome to Drink This Beer, a show dedicated to craft beer and the people who make it. Each episode, we'll get the stories behind the brews you love. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Yeah, what's
2: wrong with the beer we got?
0: (laughs) And welcome to Drink This Beer. It's the show that talks to the creators of the brews you love to drink. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And in studio
2: with us this week is D9 Brewing. They're based out of Lake Norman, North Carolina, just north of Charlotte. Charlotte suburbs, right, guys?
3: Exactly.
2: So right there, D9 was founded by two engineers and a doctor. And while they do make clean beers, they're most known for their sours, or at least we like to talk about sour. so that's, that's, true. that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Definitely, definitely. Guys, so welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. We Thank appreciate you. it. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've got, uh, basically, we've got uh, two of the guys from D9, uh, Aaron Burton and Andrew Durstowitz. Did exactly. I pronounce that correctly? Perfectly. Yes. Dun-dun-dun-dun.
3: <laughs> there you go. Burton so, is a hard name to say. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> so two,
0: yeah, so two engineers and a doctor form a brewery. That seems like a start of a joke.
3: It, it is. It's exactly what it is. So Aaron and I are actually the engineers, the doctor, we... He's our uh, our our silent partner. We try to admit, ensure that he's more silent than he actually
4: is. He's not very silent. He's a no, silent. <laughs> he the only, only
3: title there. The silent partner. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. So, guys, in 2016, you won a medal at GABF, or I should say, Great American Beer Fest. After our earlier discussion I say, about they don't,
0: people, don't know people GABF, not know so. an
2: acronym, so at the Great American Beer Festival. So, exactly, yeah. and that was for your Sistema Natura yep. Scuppernong and Lily.
3: So we, uh-huh. we made a uh, beer that was an homage to North Carolina. So Scumpernog is the state of North Carolina's uh, state uh, fruit, and lily is the state wildflower. So we took those two ingredients, we put them together, and we said, hey, we want to brew a beer that was in homage to North Carolina. Uh, Sistema Natura, which stands for the system of nature, it's Latin for system of nature. Uh, if you're very familiar with uh, the Linnaeus, uh What what do you call it, Aaron? The taxonomy of uh, wild things. This
4: is the book that explains the whole (laughs) lineage. How all all flowers are together. How they get together. The the families, the the phylum system, all that that kind of stuff. And the reason we made it is because we got invited to Savor, which was crazy. And so, like, Mm -hmm. well, we need to represent the state, but. On the other side, we didn't get it out in time, so we didn't get to take it with us. Uh, gotcha. Okay. But so. I, mean, I, was saying, I we made it for Saver.
0: yeah, because we went to savor at GABF, I yes. believe, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't see you guys there, so that's cool.
3: Yeah. So we so we brewed this beer. We wanted to to give homage to North Carolina, so we we uh, brewed scuppernong grapes and lilies, and and our, the whole model of Systema Natura is to create a fruit and a flower. One thing you do know, one thing you don't know. So. Our our argument was that you knew lilies and but nobody freaking knew what a scuppernog was. Um, well, and they're
0: uh, not from the South. Then, the right. Those right. Yankees don't know what I'm talking about. That's yeah, right.
3: I, I, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I'm, a Yankee Yankee, too. I'm, a I'm a Yankee, I'm a Yankee. I have learned the ways exactly. of the South. Now. I am, too. So, Jessica, trying to be assimilated in, I, there. I, I so think i am acclimated.
2: I have a Scuppernong table beer uh, with some Wild Funk in it Furman at home right now.
3: Wild Funk is my nickname.
2: <laughs> yeah, Wild Funk. What's <laughs> yeah. up, Wild Funk? Is that your rap name? Yeah, <laughs> MC <laughs> Wild Funk. We'll
0: pair up a DJ Sex Panther for that That's right be all yeah. set that's it
3: so yeah we, we brewed that beer up we were very proud of it we sent it out so the the funny story that we say is like you know uh we we submitted one beer to one category we we know that w- what we brew is uh, uh experimental beers right so we don't brew specifically to style our argument is you know if you want to be van gogh you got to brew something nobody else has ever done it, you know yeah
4: brewing the style is brewing the best van gogh copy you can make
3: yeah, so so we said, hey, let's let's go completely out there. Let's do something that GABF has never seen, and something the BA guidelines have never seen. Let's go into experimental. And the whole argument for experimental is this beer cannot match any category that currently right, exists, which is everything I mean.
2: And <laughs> that's is. and that's tricky though because we talked to some guys at GABF this year that said they're just brewing what they basically what they want to drink and what they like, and then if they want to enter it in G B GABF. You're looking at all these guidelines, and you're like, no, not really, not really. And you may drink it and think, okay, it fits in this the best, but the judges may not see it that no, way. We so that a lot. We,
4: we don't yeah. brew for competition. We just right. brew for what we like and what we think people will like, and then we try to figure out how to fit it into this. Yeah craziness that they have put together
2: because people may not know this but a phenomenal beer entered in the wrong category can be
3: a loser beer and, and so. we've, we've dealt we've with that, that, that since yeah. since year one <laughs> we've gotten guideline you know notes back this where they is the said, best beer i ever said, had best beer i ever right. had yeah wrong category does not pass all right <laughs> That's That's like I, I was judging saisons
2: one time and opened a cider and I'm like, I poured it and tasted. Like, wait a minute, this doesn't taste right. And I look at the guy and I'm like, this is this is cider. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's an absolutely fantastic cider, <laughs> but it's not a saison. It <laughs> wasn't and what so, you're expecting. That's right. Yeah. yeah
4: no, Bruce styles are an amazing thing in philosophy, like a rose by another name type of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we what, be what we're what we're trying to do is like, you know, we we understand
3: why the guidelines exist. You know the consumer needs something to be able to walk up to a beer and say, I understand what that beer, the unfortunate thing for us is we're not in that business. We don't right. produce beer that is based on a style. We're trying to show people that, Hey, the beer is way more complicated than has ever been shown. When you look at the Reinheitsgebot, you know, when you've got the fourth out of fifth lo- five laws, like, you know, you even talk to people who are German beer, fans. They don't even understand there's five laws that have existed and they got overturned due to American craft beer. You know, my family is a, is third generation Americans come here from Germany. My sp- parents still speak German and they, they say to me like, well, why don't you brew beer the German way? You know, what's wrong with that? And I say, American beer is just simply better. You know, we're creative.
0: Yeah. And you it's know. funny, you know, it's funny because, because we go back to like the, maybe the mid nineties and early nineties when I was in college, I worked at a brew pub. And uh, we had two beers on tap. We had maybe three domestic beers that were on tap in our thirty tap system. Everything else was foreign. And now that's completely changed around. Because yeah, at the time, yeah. domestic what and is import the beer
2: those is import. that yeah. was it
3: imports was the you know you had domestic yeah. versus import. Yeah,
0: Newcastle. You had Guinness. You had I, I you know still all have those to ones
3: say, is, when you, when you drink a Belgian sour, there there's a delicacy there. There's a beauty there to their beer. That that just like, it's something that that always stops me and takes my breath. Like there's
4: a couple hundred years we need to catch up. I was gonna say yeah. there's, sure. there's been doing no yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Those beers yeah. that are hard to catch up on. When you when you look at American craft and a lot of American sours um, are are knockoffs of Cantillon and Rodenbach. You you're starting to see breweries like D Nine and other breweries do wild and, and spin right. off and say hey we're gonna go that, about this a different way but I would say a lot of the majority of American craft sours are based on traditional Belgium models. Right. And I, my hope is over the next couple of years, you're going to see American sours really take off and to say, Hey, you know what, you know what, you know what the value of an American craft brewery is. It's just simply that we can produce beer and, and create ingenuity that doesn't take a hundred years or 200 years to develop. You know, now that doesn't ever mean that we think that what the, the Belgians are doing is bad. I think course. what they are is Freaking yeah. amazing and beautiful. I just think that what America is about, American craft beer is about, is ingenuity. Yeah, well, and, you, and you they, know,
4: spent, you t- they spent... Go ahead. They spent years, like, doing this, and, like, it's like a black box test. And so mm-hmm. everything is magic. They put something in, something comes out. Something goes in, something comes out. But we're to a point where we can use science. And so we can develop rapidly based on science instead of based on magic. You know, yeah. we can't, it's not about testing stuff. It's about being true. Well, we know you it's know? the yeast. It's not the magic. Stick you know, we that know exactly what's the, happening. Yeah. We know the pH. We know the titratable acid. We know these things now. And so we can use them to make better beers instead of just, we're going to put this in here and test it, but we don't even have thermometers like 100 years ago, yeah, right? right. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's amazing what we have now. But yeah.
2: not long before that, they didn't even know yeast was a part of the process. Exactly. So it it's just not even of part happened, of the form. Yeah, so, right. if you look some
3: yeah. of the <laughs> early <laughs> you know, laws or the laws that preceded the Reinhardt's they <laughs> didn't even know about top fermenting yeast. Right. They're like, oh, I'll never make a lager. Then they're like, oh, we are making lagers. No, no, right. We, right. Making we, should, lagers. we should say that we can make lagers, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. You no. Know, uh, it, you know, if you look at German culture, you know, which is, you know, where my family's from, they're responsible for a lot of the fruited stouts, a lot of the fruited porters, you know, but then the right destroyed that. And, and I think that one of the things that American craft really does, it's, it's like, you know what, let's, let's put it all back on the table. Let's make what is simply the best possible beer for the consumer and say that that's our beer. Now, I think that that's putting stress on the style guidelines, I think is the biggest thing You know, and that's but that's where we play, and I think that's where a lot of new breweries are starting to play. Is we're saying, hey, you know what? Let the style guidelines keep up with us. Yeah. Well, that's something I've had conversations with very
2: highly respected people in the industry, and I've always been like that. And that's Brian and I when we started homebrewing. we didn't really want to hit styles, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I agree when you're first starting out, it can be helpful for you to kind of tune in your process. But once you have a feel for what's going on, I mean, I don't necessarily always want a beer that's exactly the style. You know, mm-hmm. the creative people do this and that. And you talked about the the Belgian brewers and their tradition with, you know, I, I get a Dry Fonten and an Oud Goose. I mean, I just love that. You know, it's just the, the you don't get a taste like that in a beer in America, even though we've got some great ones here. But a lot of those brewers, we've talked to brewers in Ireland, Australia, Belgium, who they're looking at us now, uh, America now, for beers like our IPAs and that. We talked to a uh, Verzette mm-hmm. not long in ago, Belgium, out of Belgium, yeah. and they were over here. They were going to take a tour around, you know, around Atlanta, and then head up to the Northeast to to drink those Northeast hops, you know. And their their name stands; it means resistance. And they're the brewery that's doing, you know, the non-traditional stuff there. So, you know, I I respect their tradition. Absolutely love the beers that they brew that way. But like you said, with the innovation in America, there's other countries that look to us for that for that now.
3: Yeah, and I think that's you know I'll, I'll kind of cut this short because I, I know we got other stuff to talk about. But the thing is, American craft breweries have a lot to be proud for. Yeah, we have a lot to look at and say, you know what, these styles. Their job for these styles, for the BA guidelines, for the GA, for the uh, BJCP guidelines, their job is to keep up with us now, right? You know, but, with but, us and the other yeah. breweries, and they not, scramble to do that. Not, they not do, yeah. for yeah. us to try to brew beer that is designed the way that they expect it. Our job is to constantly trailblaze and for them to keep up with us. But Sorry. lucky
4: for us, we're standing on the sh- shoulders of giants, and mm-hmm. it, it lets us see farther. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But
0: I think it's almost a quintessentially American thing, though, is to take the basic styles and just go for it. We're going to mock yeah. with it, and just, Exactly. Right.
3: Yeah. Hey, you're going to tell me that I can't do something? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's make a <laughs> to heck with it. Mark, mark that timestamp. <laughs> <It's right. laughs> you know? That's right. I've only had two so far. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, like you know, let's 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 do the best we possibly can. You know. Why do you think that in the mid nineties that Germany, you know, my home country, which Dürstwitz is actually a town in Germany, rules. okay, you know, uh, my home, my home country has literally said, you know what, we're gonna get rid of this law as a requirement. It's mm-hmm. more of a guideline now, mm-hmm. and we're let's let, let's let's start allowing American craft in because yeah. you know American cra- the American craft beer has produced beers that have never been seen before, and that's the value of this market.
2: Very cool. Well, I tell you what, now that we've got our... In our uh, opinions on style guidelines down why don't we talk about d9
0: absolutely I yeah. do that. you know what I first
2: know. let me give a shout out to our friends at modern hops they connected us up with you mm-hmm. uh, you guys coming down visiting they're a distributor here in georgia modern hops they they work with some great breweries here cherry street you guys are taking them to some places outside of the metro area and that so want to thank you very much for connecting us up and for doing awesome things here for georgia beer we really appreciate it absolutely we thank you for having us and thank you for what you guys are doing too I, and
0: i have thank to ask by the way, What did you just pour in my glass? So that's Step and Razor. That is Step and yeah. Razor. Okay, that's one of, that's right. one of my favorite uh, Cherry Street beers. Nice. Actually, so fantastic. I was, I saw that. I was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's Step and Razor. That makes sense. a little curveball. Good there. stuff. There you go. right? Yeah. There you go. But yeah. But D9, uh, like you said, out of North Carolina, you guys specialize in sour beers. Um, what is the market for sours in that area? I mean, you've got, of course, some other brands that are that are doing sours as well. Um, was was there a lot of education that you had to do with your consumer, or is it something that's been been evolving?
3: Yeah, so so the education for the sour beer market has is, is taken a lot of effort because, you know, there's there's some dogmatic approaches to sour beers. There's some scientific approaches to craft beers, uh, to sour beers. You know, and a lot of Aaron and my experience, you know, the two main uh, operators of the, the brewery, and a lot of our experience comes from the West Coast, you know, so we... I've experienced, you know, La Folie in its first couple of years of production, mm-hmm. Eric's Ale, which, you know, is kind of a more a nuanced beer.
4: Portland, that's crazy. Stuff. You know, oh, of course, or, yeah.
3: Portland beer, you know, so a lot of our beer, you know, knowledge comes from the West Coast where when, you know, it was La Folie in 2002, mm-hmm. paper label, working cage that got me into craft beer that has changed my life forever. And now here I am, you know, some, I don't even know, 15 years later. We're so all any, old. It's a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't even, I don't even ago, like right? to explain yeah. How, yeah, no, how long I'm, this I'm like has been. back in, like, 90s.
4: 1991, mopping yeah. <laughs> floors near Coos Bay next to Rogue. <laughs> yeah, <right>. and <laughs> even look at a person like
3: Aaron. Like, Aaron started out, you know, as a forager, you know, messing around in, in the woods of Oregon, worked for Deschutes when they were first getting open. You know, like, there's a, there's a lot of ancient history of craft beer, you know, going on. And what we kind of set out to do is when we – you know, spent, you know, 10 years homebrewing, just screwing around. Uh, then, you know, we moved over to my house, spent 18 months in, in my house with a walk-in cooler, curl crash chamber, things like that. Then my HOA tried to throw me out because, <laughs> it, you know, yeah. long, you long story there. Like
4: getting mummified.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, then we moved over to a little pilot location, just a little commercial location, 1200 square feet, just to brew on a one barrel system, just to, just to, Screw around. We, we're Tell you open. what,
2: let's break it the one-barrel system. We needed to co- take a quick break here. You're listening to the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Podcast, and we'll be back talking with D9 right after this.
1: More Drink This Beer with Tim and Aaron coming up after this.
0: Here at Drink This Beer, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer and brewers that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time out to check out our Patreon site. It's at patreon.com slash guys. If you choose to become one of our donors, we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some awesome swag, including T-shirts, glasses, stickers, and some more stuff that's coming down the pike. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer, part of the Beer Guys radio network. Tell a friend and head to patreon.com slash Guys. Cheers.
1: Welcome back to Drink This Beer with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And welcome back to Drink
0: This Beer. We are in the studio with D9 Brewing and Modern Harps. Modern hops. It's Modern crazy. harps. Modern harps. Harps, harps and harps. hops and hops and harps. It's getting crazy up in here. Now, let Tim. me just say, yes. Aaron,
2: D9 came in here fairly intoxicated to start just the show. Just a little
4: bit. Just a little bit. I, Is that? I, I, and, no. and my name's Aaron. I think you're talking to the
2: wrong person. And we <laughs> drank. We had a show we taped about mead prior to this. Exactly. So we would had a bit to drink. So if we're a little off the rails on this show, we do apologize, but it's we've had a good It's because of all time. the Zima they drank. Yes. And we pre-game with Zima. So... <laughs> Guys, we've talked about a lot of awesome stuff here, but I want to talk specifically about your beers. So, and I've got a couple bottles here. I have a Systema Natura, and it looks like wild. Uh, what do
4: I have here? What's so this So, you one?
3: have the 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 Cherimoya. <laughs> the cherimoya. It's so, Systema Natura. Systema, right. okay. systema Natura. Uh,
4: Linnaeus. He he, The Chimichurri, chimichurri Sour ale, right? Linnaeus cataloged and described most of the plants kay. on this side of the world. He was... Uh, He's actually from the Catholic Church, but yeah, a uh, lot of spare <laughs> Yeah,
3: so and, so you have Systema Natura Four, which is our newest edition, which is cherimoya which is known as the uh, uh, what, what do you call it? I think of it as baked apples, but there was another term for it. it well, as I'm Mark Twain you said pour, like, it was the most into your beer, the
4: most yeah, delicious. Yeah, he's eleven percent. The meat into his beer that, that, a, that actually <laughs> was a little <laughs> distracting. The most delicious fruit <laughs> ever made. Yeah. That's what he My I would agree. By okay. the way, She and, loves turmoil. And, and I, I believe Mark Twain on everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You can't yeah. you can't. And then the second that.
3: beer you have there, Viking is Viking. Okay. Viking is a frausch beer, uh, four thousand year old style of uh, Scottish uh, Nordic beer. Um, we have uh, kind of perfected the beer. That that is a beer that we have produced since minute one, uh, since the United Kingdom. I've actually been
4: brewing that beer since I've been fourteen years old.
3: Yeah, less than
4: 21. You know. I mean, yeah. cool I'm a little bit old. It was legal for me to drink when I was 14 where <laughs> I lived. Very yeah. cool.
2: And so guys, we want to talk about your fermentation program because you're pretty serious about it. You do some things a little bit different. So we'll let you go guys. Tell us about your fermentation. Yeah, program. So,
3: so is fermentation is something that we're very particular about. So we, we've kind of staked our brewery on the concept of, you know proprietary um, uh, microflora. So what we do is we have five different microflora that we go out into the world. We capture and cultivate all, all of our own sac strains, Brett strains, and lacto strains. We don't use any PDO strains. PDO takes at least eight months to. And think it it's ropey? It gets the ropey, yeah. You know, so so what we've done is you know you but look soon. you you look at some of our our sac strains, some of our Brett strains, some of our lacto strains. You know, two of them have been brought in from Northern Ireland. Another strain has been brought in uh, from a Scuppernong grape in North Carolina. Now we're hunting four more strains uh, throughout the world. So what what we've really done? Are you
2: hunting a specific strain, or are you just capturing something, to see what it gives we, we you? We
3: hunt we hunt things based on flavor profile. Okay. So we're, we're looking for a specific flavor. So we we've come to understand where they come from. So
4: yeah, the, like think of the symbiotic, the symbiotic nature of stuff. If like. You have a million generations of bacteria on a grape. Well, then it's going to complement, right? And that's where you get it from. If you want an apple, okay. you get an apple, and it's not—it's not the same. It's complementary. So you're not getting an apple flavor. You're going to get the thing that makes it. And so, you can figure out what you want, and you can put it together. Yeah. So, so Aaron,
3: Aaron, you know, my partner here, who's who's our brewmaster, he has a, a full-time microbiologist that reports to him. You know, he and I have spent a lot of time you know, pondering up where these microflora are going to come from. So I I think that's the thing that really makes our brewery very different is we don't just simply hang, you know, yeast, you know, yeast bags out in the the forest and, and try to capture airborne yeast and microflora. We actually have designed methodologies to go look for, for yeast. And so look for a sac, look for a bread, look for lacto not only on but inside flowers and fruits from around the world and then we bring those into the brewery we then separate them so we look for each individual microflora separately so we say hey these three sack strains taste good but these 90 taste you know horrible right uh and and i i I held back the uh four letter uh, okay
2: horrible these uh, taste like
3: horrible uh, (laughs) terrible you know so what what we do then is we then uh, taste each one of them individually and start to put them through stress testing we're looking for esters you know are you going to create floral flavors are you going to create you know horse blanket flavors are you going to create you know pineapple flavors are you going to create grapefruit flavors so we, we put them through that testing and so we understand where they function the best from there then we have to train them to to consume beer because these Uh, microflora have been consuming say honey or a fruit for maybe 50 years maybe longer than that right so they're not trained to produce to consume uh high uh sugar environments and create alcohol on a normal basis so when you put them in those environments they kind of freak out so we end up having to train them through looping the microflora through mason jars and so we get the exact Uh, a structure of that beer that we want. Then we actually promote them up to a production level. Um, Not only do we promote them up to a production level, but then we actually spend the time to sit down and say, hey, okay, we've got five different microflora. We have a beer that we want to produce in this flavor range. Who's up to bat? Okay, we want this Brett for finish. We want this lacto to start. We want these two stack strains for the middle range of the fermentation. So you
2: do keep single strains, and you pick and choose what you want out of that beer. You don't just have like a house. This is our house
3: wild. Absol- absolutely. You're absolutely right. And that's that's the thing that I think is the biggest difference is when you look at some of the other breweries that are out there, they kind of have a hodgepodge, right? So they, they have a of a, a mess of microflora, which is their hodgepodge of, of microflora that is both sac and bread and lacto and all these things. Every one of our strains is separate.
4: That sounds like a and lot of work. Yeah. It, it, it's no, a but, but I do yeah, right. no, like, it's crazy as it makes it sound. And it is complicated, but I don't know. I don't want to be cliche, but everything's connected. Like, sure. Uh, so our our Viking, the yeast in it is from the froush, which is from the heather. Like, what we're trying to do is make a heather beer. What do we get? We got the heather yeast. We knew that's where it would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it sounds all crazy. It is complicated, but. You know what you're after, yeah. and everything's tied together. You, if you get this from the field, then you got to think that the things that lived off the field has always been there. And it's it is beautiful. In a
0: way. It's a circle of life. Yeah.
3: Aaron's yeah. <laughs> air, air <laughs> the, uh, the poetic, anti poetic uh, version of two of us. I'm more so, right. straight to the to the point. And it's just simply to say But for
4: him it's random. For me the, it makes sense. As a symphony. Yeah. That's right. right.
3: Yeah. He, he hears symphonies in his head. I, I hear process. So yeah. You know. And, and that's that's what makes D9 distinct, right? Sure. So so we spent our time to try to separate out all these things and design beers based on the microflora that we have. Mm. And and that's what we feel is the value of our company. That's what we feel is the product that we can offer to out to the consumers is to say, Hey, this is a beer that you're never going to find anywhere else. This is a product that you can, nobody can ever produce what we're doing because it's not just simply about the malt or the barley or the specialty malts or the hops, you know, that everybody else can get. We're showing that there are ways to ferment beer that nobody has ever done in the history of the United States, and but, we're going but, but, to continue on, on
4: my side. It's like you're getting a taste of the heather. You're getting a taste of their life cycle, like how they live, how they grow. The bacteria breaks them down. They grow up. They come back. It's a life cycle of stuff. And so, you're you getting through the daisy fields on the
2: weekend, don't you? But
4: they're just that's right. I agree. man. It's fantastic. when you drink it, you you're feeling what they're feeling. It's it's, and I'm not being crazy. But <laughs> but Either it's, the way, whole, right? it's the whole life cycle of how yeah. the plant works. And mm-hmm. each one of those is actually helping to build the beer. So it, it, it is. But, it, that, but that, that, That's the thing that is, you know,
3: a, a, there's a lot of breweries out there that want to say that beer is magic. We don't believe that beer is magic. We believe that beer is science. And magic is the interpretation of an, a misunderstood process. And science at, is at, magic. But at the end of the day, the purpose of science is to create sure. magic. I've always said and, it's and a little what, bit of what art, science, and luck. What is in your, science, class, luck, you is in your glass yeah. is magic. Yeah. Yeah. The question is whether or not the people who constructed that magic knew how it got there or not.
2: Now, a question for you, because I know from talking to other brewers, they talk about their blends, you know, their their house blends and that, that even having the same blend, you'll have several different barrels because, you know, one may be acetic. You know, one, one may have this and that. When you pick your blend like that, do you we, do you we, get the performance you expect out of it each we, time? We
4: don't blend. <laughs> we, okay. we, we, we do don't not blend. blend. Uh, okay, and I don't want to explain, but the the
3: long story short, I'll, I'll I'll say what Aaron's not want to say. But we've designed methodologies that do not require us to blend. Okay, you know. That curious. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, the one thing that I say that I am excited about is we we have begun doing um, blended sours, whereas you know there's. They're, they're in the in the sour beer community, there's a certain amount of hey, we want to share because we're a craft beer community, but there's a certain amount of hey, we're doing some unique stuff that we don't exactly want to share. So when you look at you know us and you know Bird's Fly South or us and Cherry Street, you know we're now working on some approaches to say hey, let us all brew our own beer and we'll blend, and it, blend together, it together, and and it will truly be what is in
4: spirit a collaboration. But, yeah, okay. no, we're, we're scared to blend our own stuff because what are you saying? You're saying, I got a really good beer, and I got another beer, and we need to blend them together to make, what, a mediocre beer? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't want to, and I know there's other places that are awesome. They make super acrid, and they make super whatever, but we're not to that point where we blend it together. And Yeah, yeah, and what, what we want is we want to basically be able to show
3: that there's ways sure. to bring these beers that are just straight-up clean, and straightforward linear fermentations unblended because blending is a methodology that is intended to absolve the brewery from all of the changes in the fermentation process that may happen. Right. We're trying to mm-hmm. say let's move beyond that.
4: Yeah. Let's be right the first time. Although we dump a lot of beer <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good. Yeah. It dump a lot of beer. Now, exactly. a question
2: just out of curiosity, and I'm, you know, maybe going off, but I find this fascinating because your process is very unique to a lot of the way the brewers do stuff out here. You know, like talking about not blending in that, you talk about that you dump beer. Do you think you could take those beers and blend them and make a good beer, or is it just something that just didn't turn you can, out? You can
4: take a, a decent beer and mix it with a bad beer and make it mediocre.
2: A mediocre but, but you couldn't yeah. but get. But
4: no, but you, but I'm, uh, on the other side, I will say we're not advanced enough yet to make a beer that has this quality, and this quality, of this quality. You put it together, and you get what you want. Okay, we're just we're pretty we're pretty linear still. We're still small. Interesting, very cool guys. But, but that, but, that stuff. Po- but to that point, like you know, we're designing exactly what it is we intend right. to design. And if we miss the mark, we dump it. Okay. <laughs> and we that's, on, yeah, that's no, kind of right. But that's important, though. You've got to have that quality right. control sure. in, in yeah. place because
0: yeah. if you don't, you don't get that expectation from people okay. and, and people will. No, w- we've had the, quality one things control. Things that,
3: is... One of the things that's pretty unique about D9 is like right at, within the first six months of Aaron and I starting the company full time, we literally uh, hired a full time microbiologist. Yes, yeah, say and, hello to Jeanette. Jeanette yeah, is hello awesome. To Jeanette. Hey Jeanette. She saves it.
4: She saves why uh, I can't come. But. Every day. <laughs> Rear end. But, yeah. Uh, so,
3: you know, what what, what she's there to do is, you know, Aaron and I have all these theories about how things work. Like she doesn't always believe me. Yeah, she doesn't always <laughs> believe us, you know. But, and half
4: the time I'm wrong.
3: Uh, but what she does is, you know, we, we made a specific point to hire somebody who didn't have brewing experience, that had true microbiology experience okay. and a specialty in fermentation, and pull them into brewing and say, hey, Look at what we're doing now. Tell us why that works and why that doesn't work. Yes, and don't you wish you never met? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly, exactly. So now you've got you guys have uh, kind of expanded to your you're looking at your third expansion now. Is that correct?
3: I think third is is kind of cutting it short. So we we started out fourth, fifth, two six. and a half years ago <laughs> at eighty barrels a month of fermentation. We are now in our third or fourth uh, expansion at five hundred and fifty barrels a month of fermentation. Uh, we're uh, on our way out to work with some of our suppliers to bring on equipment by the end of the summer that brings us up to 1,300 barrels a month of fermentation. As we're able to sell that out, and, you know, by uh, God's good grace of being able to produce a good quality product that people actually care to consume, you know, which is really at the end of the day, what we're after is you have to simply produce a product that people care about. Um, you know, when we're able to do that, we'll then expand onto the building behind us, Mm -hmm. which we hope in 2019 will yield us bringing on a 50 barrel brew system. Uh, but you know, and turning our existing facility all into specialty sour production, which is really our major goal right
1: now.
3: You're drinking the cherry moa
0: there. I do, I love the cherry moa. This is fantastic. Good
3: stuff, yes,
0: I'm really happy about that, guys. If
2: folks want to keep up with what the heck is going on. With D9 Brewing, for would they do that?
3: Yeah, on our website, uh, so we are www.d9, uh, the letter D, the number 9, brewing.com. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, we, we attempt to communicate uh, the best as possible. We have social media people that help try to make us sound cool. Uh, it's important to have those are, guys. Aaron and I are not that we're, cool we're, anymore. We're IT people. Well, I, I have a
0: feeling. It's okay. We're it's okay.
3: yeah, <laughs> trying to exude coolness, uh, so hopefully we make that come through. Cool success, guys. Success. Yeah. That's right.
0: Hashtag. Excellent. success. Hashtag success. Well, cool. Aaron, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you guys joining us on Drink This Beer.
4: Absolutely. We
3: thank you guys <laughs> so much, and we thank the Atlanta market. Uh, what you guys have going on here oh, is, is awesome. fantastic. Thank you. We are so excited uh, to come down here and be a part of this market. What you guys have going on is amazing. Cool. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that does it for this week's edition of Drink This Beer. Drink This Beer is, of course, a podcast that we got from Beer Guys Radio. BeerGuysRadio.com is where you will find our information. But until next time, don't forget to drink local and cheers.
1: Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. More beer stories? Head to BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want more craft beer news? Listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, available every Saturday morning. Drink this beer. Produced and developed by Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Part of the Beer Guys Media Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com.